Welcome everyone to Scary Movie List Show Season 2. Welcome back if you're joining us again. But if this is the first time that you're listening, just know that we've got a whole Season 1 in the back catalog for you that you could binge if you'd like. My name is Kyle. And I'm Carrie. And uh, if you are a returning listener, just know that we have decided to change the format ever so slightly, but it is still the same show that you know and love. And we have just decided to reawaken it in this new form. And uh, yeah, we're really excited about really this season talking a lot about nightmare fuel, uh, the things that we're scared of, the phobias, the very specific things that people say that they're afraid of. We're going to dive into each one of those each episode for the next 10 episodes. Yeah, and horror and scary movies are ripe for that kind of thing, right? To attack your phobias and make you <laughs> make you really cringe and have those repressed memories and fears that you've always had in your life or maybe bring up some new fears for your life. So we thought phobias would be good for this new season. Yeah, so maybe this is a little bit of therapy uh, for yeah. <laughs> some of you who are actually legit afraid of some of these things. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about it in each episode, the things that we are actually afraid of. Like this first episode is about spiders. And I personally am not that afraid of spiders. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Kyle makes that sound because... Well, I'm not super <laughs> afraid of spiders, but bugs, it just, I just don't do well with bugs. Creepy crawlies in general. Like if I'm walking downstairs to get a cup of water in the middle of the night and like a roach or something runs across the, the floor, like I'm going to go back upstairs forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's just something that really creeps me out. But I have a respect for spiders because they, <laughs> they're an integral part of the ecosystem. They kill the mosquitoes, they kill bugs, they clean up things, but like flies and roaches and other weird creepy colleagues, they don't do anything. They're just there to creep us out. But yeah, I mean, if a spider's on me or in my vicinity, I'm going to slowly back away. <laughs> but here's the thing, like, while I don't mind spiders, I think they're very pretty. They, they do move really strangely, but I don't want one on me. You know, like, I will jump if there's like a spider actively on me. So this past week, we've watched four spider movies, and I just went out with a friend for brunch <laughs> like <laughs> two days ago and I was wearing these jeans that had a little bit of like a string like kind of just dangling down and I went across my legs and the string like slowly slid across my leg and I swear I thought that I had a bug on me or like a spider on me crawling mm. down my leg I almost leapt out of my seat like ghosts of spiders past or something. Right? <laughs> it doesn't help that I'm also cleaning out the garage this week for like a very special little uh Thing we're working on. And um, so I've seen a lot of spiders this week. I actually got a little video of one that I might post on our Instagram page so that you guys can check it out. It was tiny. But watching this many spider movies really can get to you. I get it. All right. So do you want to jump in? Yeah, to let's get to the, the movies. Movie? Yeah. We're excited. It's the first episode <laughs> season two. We missed haven't been you. Here in a while. Yeah, we missed all of you. Yeah. Okay. So what's our first film, Kyle? The first movie we watched was tarantula with an exclamation mark <laughs> oh. <laughs> tarantula yeah there you go from 1955 so uh this one is in four by three and it's black and white and uh essentially it's sort of like a frankenstein-esque like 
film where there's like a scientist who's doing experiments and he is injecting all of these creatures with something, some sort of serum that is making them grow exponentially. Uh, and he has like a giant guinea pig, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so mm-hmm. adorable. Like mm-hmm. I want that guinea pig as a pet. Um, he had like monkeys. He's got all these different creatures. And of course he has a spider, a giant spider. And uh, something happens to the lab. They get loose and the shit hits Mayhem the fan. Mayhem ensues. Yes. At like the 45 minute mark. <laughs> oh my God. It took so long. So this movie very much is... Uh, uh, the spider to movie ratio uh, is very, very low. Okay. There's like one spider and you barely ever see him. I think he has like four scenes, the whole movie. Yeah. Well, for what it is, like we're talking, it's 1955. So the effects are pretty great for what they were. Like they are, it's not a, they I do a few of these. It's not like a puppet spider. They did some interesting photographic tricks and editing tricks whatever it may be, to show these giant animals and the giant spider, basically they're crawling over the hills (laughs) and into the town or around the town. So it's actually pretty, it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah, it's very smart for its time. And some of these effects kind of stand up. Like there were a couple moments where I was like, is this like chroma key? Yeah, or how they do that. What do they do here Mm -hmm. to make that, like the forced perspectives and that kind of stuff um, to make that work? So yeah, overall, I think that that was really interesting. The spider, I didn't find all that terrifying, even though he was like the size of a building. Yeah, and it's a real tarantula. Like on the screen, you know, when it's large, it is still photographed as a big tarantula or a big spider. Right. Except for some of the, again, the close-up shots with some, probably some puppetry or something. Yeah. Instead, it seems like a lot more of this film is focused not on the tarantula, but on the scientist and these people because he has injected the serum into people as well. Yeah. In humans, this serum just seems to give them a deformity where their features are enlarged and um, lesions or uh, tumors on their face seem to enlarge them. So there's also some horror there, a little bit of body horror involved with that, just a kind of a shock value um, when you see those characters on screen. Right. So it's, it's not completely focused on the tarantula, but there is, I think mostly, and I think it's majority of, I'd say at least 50% of the <laughs> movies that we watched were about man's meddling in science that causes this stuff. Yeah, there's you know? a lot of science behind it or some sort of supernatural thing that's occurring as well. We get into that uh, in uh, one of the, well, the next film that we're going to talk about. What I also found interesting with this is that while I don't think it was supposed to be a comedy, like it seemed more like a drama about the scientist and then this like new little town that this guy has come to visit or like, I guess it's not a new town for him. Yeah, he's he's a the doctor. doctor in the town, but he only visits But oh the boy, town. isn't he cool? He's a pilot. Oh my he gosh. drives a convertible. He wears his suits. He knows everybody. Right. He's the talk of the town. And then when the one single woman shows up, man, he max on her so Oh, you hard. know, you know, yeah. That's <laughs> they they kind of force that love interest for sure. Yeah. So uh again, while this wasn't supposed to be a comedy, there are some comedic elements. Like there are some really fantastic quotes in this movie. Okay. Um, so I typed a few of them in my notes because I wanted to bring them back up. So one of them was, we gotta leave our minds open and our mouths shut. <laughs> 
Okay. You know what I think? Maybe advice we all should have right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Here we go. Dr. Hastings, your imagination is showing. <laughs> like, what? Because uh, he, you know, he's trying to say, like, that, oh, I think this is a big spider or, like, there's something going on here. Yeah, yeah. he's describing they don't what believe the guy's him. saying. Yeah, they don't believe him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there also was a jump in Jupiter. Classic, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever actually heard anyone say that out loud other than, like, you know, in a book or something. Yeah. So that was kind of an interesting experience. Also, to add to the comedy, there are some music cues in this movie that are, I literally just put an emoji, a little fire emoji in my notes because they're so on the nose, like, da-da-da, because there's the spider, that kind of stuff, which to me is really funny. I'm sure at the time it may be held up a little better, but yeah, uh, maybe not so much. I think that if you cut the music out, in some of those scenes where the spider is crawling across the desert, huge, it takes away from it. So right. if, yeah. if the music is not there, like they relied on music so much in a lot of these older films to really push the drama, to yeah. really show you what you're supposed to be feeling. Yeah, it's almost like it's carrying the scene a bit, like so you know how to feel. And it also dates it because yeah. they don't make stuff like this no. anymore. Um, and it's good for what it is. I mean, it's a, a time capsule of classic sci-fi horror and the music really punches that up for me. So I will say that I love that we started by watching this movie first because it really set like a a historic tone, I guess, because when I Googled, like we were trying to figure out what movies to watch with this. And when I Googled, what is the oldest spider movie? According to Google, this is it. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but it does seem like every spider movie that we watched after harkens back to tarantula like every filmmaker i think i mean maybe they did or maybe they didn't but i feel like every other filmmaker for all the other three films that we watched they pay homage to tarantula in some way so if you are somebody who really likes to know like oh i wonder where that like that came from this is a good film to to check out i think but uh you know when you see the 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 title and even the poster with the giant tarantula I I was very let down by the fact that there was not more tarantula. Yeah, again, movie. it's you don't really see the the horror of the tarantula until over halfway, or at least halfway, probably over halfway yeah. through the movie. Yeah. Um, but they do build it up kind of nicely, I guess. I mean, it's just that classic kind of feel of slow and steady space. It really takes its time to let you settle in. And I mean, the characters aren't really special. No. They're, they're really it's not necessarily anything that is groundbreaking it's the characters that you've seen before especially from this time period mm-hmm. but they're just very safe you know what i found more interesting and scary about this movie is in the end not to spoil it but i think it's okay sure <laughs> in the end the military the air force come in and just blow the hell out of the spider they throw napalm at it they throw bombs at it to finally destroy it but i almost feel like that's as equally scary in some way <laughs> compared to a giant spider because it is the might of humankind, both of these things, science science creating this giant spider and also the things that we've created ourselves, these weapons of destruction, not to get really heavy here, but sure, still, sure. napalm in the way that they show it, it just completely eviscerates this spider and then they're just watching it burn and melt. 
at the end. <laughs> so it's kind of two sides of a coin. That I don't think that's what they were trying to do. They no. were trying to get us to stand up and cheer. But at least for me, it was interesting to see that the evolution of man and how horrible it can be in a lot of different ways. Right. So maybe we're really the monsters. Maybe. Spider was just trying to... Do spider try- stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted right. to eat and like walk around. Yeah. I mean, really, around. that's all he does is he just crawls around yeah. during the movie. <laughs> People just get in his way. Yeah. So he steps on them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Kyle, are you ready to give this a Friday score? Yeah. So this is going to be one of the areas that uh, we are changing this season. Um, In the last season, it was out of five, five being the scariest. And we had a lot of like 3.5 movies, Mm -hmm. uh, which felt kind of weird. So we decided to expand the Frighter Meter scale to give us a little more room for movement. Um, And so it is now out of 10, 10 being the scariest film you've ever seen, might have peed a little. Uh, the zero is that you were not afraid at all. It actually made you think of rainbows and unicorns. Mm. So uh, out of that, Kyle, where would you put Tarantula? I think for me, it would be a two. Just shooting from the hip. I think a two for me. Yeah, I think I, I would definitely go with a two as well. Cool. Nice. We're in agreement. So moving from Tarantula in the 50s, we're bringing it to a little bit more modern. And actually, it's the newest film that we watched. And it's called Itsy Bitsy from 2019. So Itsy Bitsy is such a great title for a spider movie. It is. I don't know why it hasn't been used before. (laughs) Yeah. Like you would think that you go on IMDb and there'd be like 15 of these. But I mean, they, they scored with that one. So in this film, there's this antique collector guy who invites a mom and her kids to come and like live in their guest house and she's going to be like his stay at home, like hospice or nurse or whatever. Just like he's old. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't really explain what's going on with him at all, which I thought it was interesting. Um, He's just old. Uh, And who is he played by? Bruce Davison. Okay. I've seen him in some things before. Like he's a a character actor. He's been around. He's in a lot of TV and some, some, obviously some films too but yeah yeah so he's into some like illegal antique dealing or something um and the mom has these two kids and she's like a hardcore pill popper because she's dealing with something Mm -hmm. and then we have really i'm just kind of going over the players here but there's a sheriff that's in this town who Man, every scene she's in, she has this great monologue or something. She's very philosophical and seems to have great advice for everyone around her. Yeah, she's a strong character. I liked her. Yeah, and who's who's that played by? It's Denise Crosby, but she she played the mom in Pet Cemetery, the original Pet Cemetery. Oh, okay. All right. So that's why she looked familiar. That makes sense. Um anyway, so she like carries every scene she has. Yeah. Uh it is almost like in a different I got the impression that she's like kind of a different style actor than the rest of the team there. So how does spiders work into this movie? Okay, so essentially this antique collector has this piece that he breaks right at the get-go of the movie. It has some sort of connection to some kind of spider god or something. Or some kind of ancient tribe. And that's kind of the, the intro to the movie. We see this tribe doing some type of ritual and it's around this pot or some type of pottery it's all focused around that. So you're right. I think it has to do with some type of spider god, and he has it in his possession in his house. And, of course, like anything else in any other horror movie, it gets somehow unleashed. Sure. 
I feel like this movie sets up a premise that is interesting, but then it kind of ventures away from it and more into this family drama um, while in the background we always have spiders building giant nests in the attic. It's kind of this ticking time bomb of like something's going to happen with these spiders. The spiders are under the kids' beds. The spiders are around, but nothing really is happening. And it kind of by the end seems like it has forgotten about this like ancient lore or whatever it was that made the spiders happen. So like it was kind of easy to forget Okay, where did we even come from? How did we get here? Yeah, I think I agree with that because they set up this mythology of where this comes from. Yeah. But then it seems to have no link to the story of where we're at now. Like, no. why are we, were we there seeing this ritual? Then we go to basically this family drama. Right. So you're waiting for this to kind of kick in. And yeah, you can make the connections eventually, but it seemed like there was an anticipation there mm-hmm. to see it all come back full circle. Yeah. And I guess, okay, so some things this movie did do right, though. Uh, The spiders look amazing in this movie. Um, Oh, yeah, that's the strong point of this movie, absolutely. They have some great, like, practical, I don't know if it's, like, actual spiders, but I know they really did have, like, either a puppet or something that seemed like it moved pretty well, especially the one that's under the kid's bed. Yeah, basically, the size of the spiders, and from what I could tell, it seemed mostly practical, which is pretty cool. Yeah. They did some CG, I think, too, but practical spider puppets, animatronic, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. whenever they're, and they do a good job of blocking them. So you're just seeing a portion of them for most of it. So that does up the creep factor for sure. If you're not cool with spiders. Yeah. So every bit that tarantula doesn't have spiders in this movie does. Yeah. It definitely brings the spiders. With the practical effects, there's also really good sound design. I think in this, Mm, yeah, the sounds of the spiders, um, the way that they use surround sound um, to really draw you in and put you in that moment is done pretty well as well. I want to add to that. Spiders don't make noise, really. Like in real life, <laughs> you'll never hear a spider sneaking up on you. But in all of these movies, they give sound effects to the spiders. And I would love to know more about what sounds like what the Foley artist is doing here. Cause I was reading some stuff about in one of the other movies that we're about to talk about. In some cases it was like crunching potato chips. And there's one movie in this list that it, the spiders all kind of have this sound, like when my stomach growls, when I haven't had a meal in a little while. So it was like, it's interesting for them to give a sound to a creature that doesn't have a sound. Yeah. And I think if it was completely silent, it may not have worked. No. So, yeah, there's some ridiculous screeching involved and some <laughs> high-pitched squeals, yes. I think, in a lot of these. But maybe if a spider was bigger, it would make those sounds. Maybe. I mean, I guess it's possible. I was on set a couple of weeks ago at this place out in the middle of nowhere, and there was a spider. It was a big banana spider, and it was about the size of my hand, and I... I only heard it or saw it move once and it did make a sound, but it wasn't much of one. <laughs> I, mm. It could have been the wind. It could have not even been the spider. Was it the wind it or was it the, the spider wind. plotting your death? Probably both. Uh, although Sandra, that's the name I gave the spider. Sandra and I, we have a, uh, you know, a kinship. I never touched her. <laughs> I left her where she was. I made sure the crew never got around her. Yeah, you're in her world. Basically. Yeah, it was her house, really. I wasn't going to like 
let her be disturbed mm-hmm. in any way. I also was afraid of her wrath, honestly, <laughs> because she's the size of my hand. Again, mm-hmm. maybe I'll post some pictures of Sandra uh, on our Instagram page so you can check her out. She's She was really pretty, but also very terrifying. All right. So uh, with all of this, there's a couple things that I felt were a little strange. I didn't understand exactly how long this movie takes place. Like, it seems like it's maybe only over the course of a couple days. And if that's the case, the mom is dealing with some traumatic event that they show flashbacks of a lot. Like, they show this car accident maybe five times during the movie. And it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it, you know, like by the end, it was like, OK, I get it. She's dealing with stuff. But they also show her taking pills a lot, like so much so that if this is over the course of maybe like a week, she should be dead. <laughs> like, mm. I don't think she should have survived. Yeah, I think what you're getting at, they're really heavy handed with the trauma. They really want to pound that home. Right. To try to add to your sympathy of the character, you know, and, and yeah. put you on her side. But I do feel like it is a little bit heavy-handed. Sure, sure. Uh, I kind of almost wish they would have done more with the kids because the two kids in this movie were pretty solid. And mm-hmm. um, I think that like when they refer to their sibling that is not with them, they, I think that that felt more powerful to me than seeing the mom go through all of this and the fact that she's like trying to care for these kids on her own in like a very bad situation. Mm-hmm. But this movie has one scene. Okay, yeah, let's get into that. Uh, there's one scene in this movie that I, I wish the tone, I wish everything about it was the whole movie because it's so good. And there's this, it's basically the mom is in the attic. You know, we've come to head to head with this giant spider. Yeah, Goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, it's such a well-built scene. And maybe we did need to get through some of this other stuff to set the scene perfectly. And I don't even know that this is necessarily like the climax of the film. No, it's near the end. It's but near the end. I don't think we need to detail yeah. the entire scene. Right. But it almost makes the movie worth watching. Yes. Because of it. Yeah. It does make it worth watching, it just I think. It kicks into a different gear. And everything is on point. Like, mm-hmm. the production design is just amazing. The kids are acting their hearts out. They look terrified. The mom is like dealing with everything all at once. Like you can see how much she's carrying. And also you get this impression that like she really does care for these kids and she would give up her life for them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just such a solid, terrifying scene. Yeah. It takes place in the attic where one of them is trapped. And the idea is that they need to get out of there. But right. spiders. Yeah. And you can't spider. You can't shake the web. They really play on that, which is fantastic because I think there's only a few times that any of these films really play with the idea that if you tap the web, it's going to make the spider come. And so or the have, danger of it. Yeah. If you're messing with the web, you know, th- that will alert the spider in some way. Right. So it it's such a beautifully tense thing that he's created in this scene. And um, yeah, if you're going to watch it, watch it for that scene and try to stick it out to that point because it, it gets really, really good. And it's an interesting payoff because you think it's one thing, but when the scene ends, it actually is something different that moves you to the next scene and makes you wonder what's going on. Right. That's really vague, <laughs> but we want you to watch it. Yeah. We're not going to give the whole thing away. All right. So are you ready to give this a Friday meter score? I think so. 
I'll give us a, a score first. Okay. So I'll give it a five out of 10 on the Fridometer only because it's really scary for just a few beats. And otherwise it's just kind of, it's a little bit of a slow burn in some ways. Okay. For me, I would give it a six. I'm going to push it over the five mark because there are scenes, especially that one scene we're talking about and other moments that are really creepy. You're going to want to start checking under your bed. <laughs> You're going to want to start thinking what's in the attic. So I think that movies that can do that, that can make you feel unsafe. They do. I think that they deserve just a little bit more respect, but I, I agree. I think that mostly for the runtime of the movie, there's not a ton of really, really scary stuff. Sure. And some other things take you out of it. So a six for me. Yeah. Uh, so the morning after we watched that movie, I was cleaning out the garage and there was definitely a spider that I'm I'm like 99% sure it bit me on the hand. So mm. it definitely makes you more aware. Uh, it's healing. We're good. But man, I feel like I'm more aware of spiders now that we've been <laughs> in the spider universe or spider space mm -hmm. for so long yeah. uh and it's yeah it's, i'm ready to cleanse my palate and watch something completely different soon speaking of the next film on the list is eight-legged freaks which is also a fantastic title for yeah. a movie great title from 2002 now this is the depending on when you're born or what generation you're from like this 2002 it feels very early 2000s yes <laughs> uh and you'll know what that means, uh, especially right when you watch it and get that feel, the soundtrack and the fashion. Even David Arquette as like a love interest, like a leading man. Oh, yeah. I, David Arquette was good in this. I <laughs> I, I was with him. Um, I think it's a good character for him. But yeah, other than the title, what's up with the spiders in this? So the spiders are insane in this movie. Like... Literally, there are jumping spiders that are chasing motocross dudes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as that's, they go that's over hills. Brilliant. It's that's ridiculous. Awesome sequence. <laughs> but the setup. Um, oh, right. Sorry. I got really excited yeah, about motocross <laughs> spiders and I just jumped right into that. So this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> In that it's all based around some toxic waste that gets dumped in a creek. And <laughs> the spiders from this exotic spider farm take a nice bath in it and mutate. <laughs> they get and real grow. big. And that's basically it. I mean, that's all you really need to know. But it is set up really well in that exotic spider farm. I thought it was really cool. At the beginning of the movie, the kid actor goes to the spider farm oh, right. where... The owner of the spider farm, played by Tom Noonan, who's really great, starts showing him the different spiders that he has. Oh, right. So we get an introduction to each type exactly. of spider and what uniquely makes them terrifying when right. they're giant. Exactly. <laughs> These can jump. These jump out of the ground and grab things and go back into the ground. These are just big freaking spiders. So you have that little bit of a setup that you know that this is not the last time you're going to see these spiders. Right. I think that with this movie, it is very clearly a retelling of Tarantula, but better. In like, a way, yeah. They where take, you're introducing a substance that makes things bigger. Right. And also there's this like scientist kind of guy who has them all in crates, like in, in cages or whatever mm -hmm. at his place. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
there's like a lot of talk of the fact that spiders will liquefy the internal organs of their prey. That's a great little dialogue that Tom Noonan has because he has this ability to make this quiet, smooth, creepy dialogue that just really sucks you in. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking about, oh, they melt your insides. It's, yeah, uh, I think he's like cool. in love with spiders. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the point of it. Yeah, he's he loves these things, but... This movie moves super fast. Oh, yeah. Like, really, really fast. And that's a good thing. And the cast is huge. There's oh, so many yeah. characters. There's a lot of people in this movie. But you know who everybody is. Mm -hmm. So that's a testament to how it's written, how it's directed, and just the actors themselves. But it doesn't feel overcrowded, even though there's a huge cast of characters. And you root for basically everybody. I don't think there's anybody, maybe just the mayor a little bit, but mostly everybody you root for. Yeah, you yeah, you kind of want them all to survive. Yeah. There is a, a maybe possibly one exception. The daughter is played by Scarlett Johansson. And yeah, she, some outliers for sure. Yeah, yeah, so she's dating this guy who's kind of a just not not cool. Like he's like trying Douche. to force her into doing things she doesn't want to do and whatnot. Anyway, he's played by uh, one of the love interests from Gilmore Girls. So I was like super excited to see him on the bill. And then he turns <laughs> out to be like this kind of terrible guy but i mean in the end he's like you're even kind of rooting for him because he's on the motocross bike and yeah, he's like trying to sequence, get away from the, the sequence of the motocross these guys are dirt bike boys and they jump on their bikes to try to get away and then you have oh, man the spiders just the mutated giant jumping spiders <laughs> it's a cool sequence it is cool. and the effects in that scene and elsewhere they do hold up it's all cg yeah. From what I could tell. Yeah. But it's actually pretty good still. Right. It still holds up. Yeah. At least to me. I think so. Um, it's, yeah, it's just a very, very fun movie. I actually think that this movie would be a great, like, double feature with something like Tremors or Slither, where it is kind of about this, like, small town that's trying to survive, like, a chaotic, crazy thing that's occurring. Can I throw another one in there? Yeah. Another movie that would be a double yeah. feature? What else? Would I you got think? big gremlins vibes gremlins vibes from the climax whenever the spiders kind of descend on the town sure and they're all running around and there's the way that they all the spiders are gathering together and they're doing different things the spiders have oh, different personalities so it's almost like the gremlins in the theater right so <laughs> whenever the gremlins are attacking and they're multiplying and taking over the town basically i got that kind of a gremlins feel to it so that could be a good Double feature as well. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. The fact that we're bringing up so many fantastic movies has to mean that we really like this movie. So this one could be worth checking out if you're into spiders or like maybe scared of spiders. No, a you should bit. check it out. For Regardless, sure. it's a good popcorn flick too. Mm -hmm. um, I will say that if it took itself too seriously, it wouldn't work. No. Like it, if it took itself as a very serious horror film where the spiders are growing and everything's very dark and serious. It wouldn't work. No. And it even makes it that much more fun that it does lean into that kind of creature feature feel. It's goofy. It has that fun atmosphere to it. And again, it makes it a really good popcorn flick. Yeah. And in the end, to wrap right back around a tarantula, uh, in our like climax time, we have all the characters like really trying to like band together, getting this city to like or not quarantine, but like all go to the same building. And one of the 
sheriffs or one of the characters says, get every weapon we have and bring it to my house. <laughs> and it's like, that sounded so much like in Tarantula where he's like, call in the army, call it, bring the napalm. Yeah, and last stand. Yeah. yeah. So there is a pretty epic last stand in this. There's so many more spiders than in Tarantula and it's just hands down, fantastic. Maybe yeah, retelling a lot of great of sequences. They do a lot of cool stuff with the size of the spiders versus the the setting that they're in. Where yeah. they're like crawling through drywall or um, <laughs> the giant talons of a spider coming under like a security gate in the mall because there's a last stand in the mall as well, which is great setting for any horror movie. I think. Yeah, yeah. The mall just works well in a lot of different situations, oh but it works great here too. I think we've talked about shopping mall before, mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. can just revisit that episode. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a, the robots episode if you're if you're tuning in for the first time. Carrie, what's your Friday meter score for Eight-Legged Freaks? Um, I'm going to give it a six only because it is funny. It gets you, you get a lot of relief from those moments, but it does still give you the creepy crawlies. What's your score? I can't say that I found it scarier than Itsy Bitsy, so I'm going to give it a five because I had more fun with it. Yeah. There were some thrilling moments, but I was kind of laughing and having fun more than I was being scared. Sometimes those can go hand in hand, fun and scares, but in this case, it was more fun for me. Well, good, 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 good. I'm glad you had a good time. So this last movie, I think is probably both of our favorite movies on the list. Um, Yeah, I think so. It's a classic. How can you talk about spider movies without talking about arachnophobia? That's right. Arachnophobia, 1990. So this movie is essentially about a doctor. Man, we got a lot of doctors on this list uh, who moves to a new town to sort of take over the practice of this small town doctor who up and decides he's not going to retire. So he's sort of dealing with the fact that he doesn't have a job, really. And he needs to prove himself. So if he's going to get patients in this town that he's just moved his entire family to, he needs to start winning people over. So he gets one patient. And unfortunately, at the same time, in his barn, there are these crazy spiders that are spawning. And there's also this really interesting cold open that is Right. Similar. I think that, yeah, it ties all the way back to that cold open. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so this cold open builds the entire expectation of the movie. Where we're in this jungle atmosphere island, there's doctors and scientists that are going to this uncharted place, and they're insect nerds, (laughs) specifically spider nerds, Uh more so, to find new species. And of course, one of them gets on the plane and comes back uh, with the corpse of somebody who got bit by him. Apparently, it's a new type of spider that no one knows about that can kill you. They have, like, this crazy venom. And so they have now come to the town that Jeff Daniels' family has moved to, and they are about to wreak havoc. And no one believes them, right? Never there. Like, he's like, well, maybe it's spiders. Uh, Nobody's going to believe him. And he's the new doctor, and his patients keep dying. So. But that that cold open, it sets up the danger right away Mm -hmm. because when they use that fogger that kills the bugs or at least puts them to sleep and the bugs start falling from the trees, that gives me the willies even thinking about it. (laughs) And the big thumps that they're dropping into the ground into these collection things, they hear these big clunks and there's these spiders. So it sets up to to this thing that like there is something that 
you haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. You haven't seen these things that we're about to show you. And it always keeps it kind of guarded. Like, as you said, it, it eventually makes its way into a coffin of somebody. And that's how it gets to America. It's a small town with Jeff Daniels. And they do a really good job of, of just showing you a leg of something crawling up or it's kind of hitching the ride onto the coffin. And, and as it's kind of traversing its way and, and finding its home in the barn of uh, Dr. Jennings, Jeff Daniels' family. So one thing that this movie does that I don't feel like the others did as much if they did at all is there are a lot of real spiders in this oh, yeah. movie. Like oh, yeah. literally like they're coming out of the sink. There's hundreds of them. And, yeah, and the climax was, is insane with oh, the amount of spiders. That the they number used. of spiders on that house is crazy. So there's spiders everywhere. And also like these real spiders that as a filmmaker, my brain is like, how do you train a spider to go where they wanted it to go? Cause they're like making these spiders like move. Yeah. And they're featured shots. They show the spider going one place and it seems like it's, it's a lineup to go exactly where it's supposed to go. Yeah. It's really interesting. I do not understand how that happened, but I mean, they're also like coming down off the ceiling and stuff like on wires and things mm -hmm. like, like on their webs, basically. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was a wire. I don't understand how half of the stuff happened in this yeah. movie. And I think maybe that freaks me out. Like the thought of being on that film set, just, you know, that you're going to get a spider on you at some point. I'm yeah. not down for that. So let's talk about this cast for a second, because this we did talk about Jeff Daniels. He's amazing in this. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's amazing in everything he's in, but he's fantastic in this. He looks really scared, like legitimately he's, scared. Yeah, he's great in this. There's a lot of other good performances, but he kind of carries the movie. And I think that he's he's the person that we're supposed to really go on the journey with. But there's also some, a little bit of horror mainstay actors. Uh, Julian Sands, who plays the the doctor at the beginning. The mm -hmm. one who's the expert. He's from the the Warlock series, which oh, I don't think you've seen that. I have not, but, but I've heard of it. And he has a lot of gravitas sure. when he's on screen. So he's the egghead and the very well-spoken gentleman. Mm -hmm. um, but he has a great look and he's also good on screen. And in some scenes, it seems like he might be the villain, but that's not the case. He's really just there yeah. to be the expert and when he comes into the small town that's when the movie picks up a lot of pace into the climax when they understand what's happening yeah and that goes to a head back to the to the farm to the farmhouse to where everything happens in the end right so uh i know him as dan from roseanne but it's uh john goodman is his name yeah so he plays the exterminator and this character that he has created is fantastic. Like he has kind of this weird way of talking, kind of mumbles things to himself a lot. I don't even know how to explain him. He's so unique. He kind of reminds me of Bill Murray's character in Caddyshack. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> little and bit. he's like the exterminator, the person who's supposed to like come in and try to help save us from these spiders that are everywhere. But he like, he really unleashes uh, terror on the spiders in a great way. And yeah, he's kind of a, a little bit of a hero character. Exactly. Like he's the one that has the ammo and the goods to jump <laughs> in there and try to take on the spiders. He's also like just dumb enough <laughs> to go fight these spiders that are like literally one bite can kill you in a matter of a few seconds. Well, it's his job too, right? That's Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. 
There were moments where he's like reaching around, like he went into the barn and he was like climbing a ladder and he's like reaching into the spider webs and stuff. And he has on like short sleeves. Oh, there's that great scene when he's in the bathroom and feeling around the toilet and the spider just crawls out of his. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, there's no spiders here. Yeah. He's so great. Uh, So, you know, if nothing else, I would have just watched this movie just for that character. Yeah. He's great. He's really memorable. Yeah, for sure. Very, very funny. And he evens out the spider expert really well, who's very serious uh, and takes everything that's happening like. Very, very serious. Yeah, it needs it needed that levity, and I think that he really brought it. It's a great balance. Yeah. So I actually think that this movie would be really great to watch with the Burbs, which we've also talked about. It was in season one, episode one. Yeah, I could think. I think that would work pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, just the idea of like somebody moving into or being part of this like little neighborhood area or small town, Mm -hmm. and something crazy is happening. I don't know. I, I think that it's a really solid, it would be a kind of fun double feature. Yeah, both of those movies, both of those movies are really well directed. Uh, Joe Dante with the Burbs and this one with Frank Marshall, mm-hmm. who was, I think, I think this is the first movie that he directed. He worked a lot with Steven Spielberg. I think he was mostly a producer. Okay. So this was a Spielberg, Marshall, Kathleen Kennedy joint. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is Frank Marshall's movie, but he, yeah, is really well directed. I think that it's got really great tense moments mm-hmm. and the way that they were able to to wrangle and set up these sequences with these spiders and it and it works and puts you right in the middle of it it's some really really great direction i think one of my favorite scenes and it's a small scene but one of my favorite scenes is where jennings or jeff daniel's character is sleeping in the middle of the night and he wakes up and he looks up on the wall And there is the silhouette of a spider just sitting on the wall, still, not moving. And then there's some headlights that go by outside that kind of give it a little bit of movement and some mood. So he's sitting there in bed just looking at this silhouette of the spider. And he drums up the courage to try to go kill the spider. (laughs) And it ends up being just really a trick of the night. And I think it's just really well directed. That's that scene. It really always sticks with me. There's a lot of other really great moments, and we could probably do a whole episode about this and about this a lot movie, of the yes. different different scenes and and how they're done. But it's just really impressive, and it's one of the great horror adventure movies, I guess, of of the '90s for sure. Honestly, I think that we could do a full episode of just Kyle watching this movie because while this guy can sit very quietly and watch things like insidious or the conjuring and never even move a muscle. Mm -hmm. Uh, when the spider jumps out. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's intense. Kyle screams. Intense for me. Yeah. And he leaps off the couch. So for some reason, this (laughs) movie, which is, it feels like almost like a Disney horror film. Like it's not. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, scary. It's serious when it's time to be. But it keeps the story and the atmosphere light most of the time. So it's it's like a balanced adventure horror movie. Right. It's very balanced in that way. Right. But the scares, the jump scares in this movie really get you. And I it's hilarious. And it's I think I do it just watch. because it's fun. Like I, I and I've seen this several times. Yes, you've seen it. Um and it, but every time I see it with those moments and with the the jump of the spider or <laughs> just those tense moments with what's happening uh with the spiders. It's 
it's just a lot of fun. So I just can't help <laughs> get really into <laughs> it. I can't help it. Yeah. That's great. Well, on that note, uh, what would you give this on the Fridometer score? I think I would give it an eight. Wow. It's an eight for me. An eight? Yeah. That's pretty high. I mean, again, after watching it with you, I understand because sometimes you got so scared, it scared me. <laughs> Listen, those, I mean, the spiders could be like neon orange or like a crazy color. And I would still feel that just the way that they are staging those scares. Sure. It would still work. So I'll give it, I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? I mean, it's a, it's a really great movie. Um, right. We're not, maybe we should bring this up. Yeah. The Fridometer score has nothing to do with the quality and our love for the film. It's 100% right. about how scary it is for those of you who are maybe like me and get really scared very easily. Um, and you need to know, like, are there jump scares? Like, is this going to give me a heart condition? Um, yeah, no, I feel like this one's pretty low for me. Again, maybe it has something to do with the fact that I'm not really that scared of spiders. So overall, I didn't really find any of these movies that scary. I'm surprised you gave this one a four, but you gave the other ones a five or a six. Yeah, I just, they, they were scarier to me. I don't know. I guess I could see that, but there's just something very real <laughs> about arachnophobia obviously with the spiders right and even the animatronic spiders that they did it just feels much more real than any of the other three movies that we watched yeah and because of how i feel about bugs in general sure creepy crawlies yeah it's 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 up there for me yeah i think overall so far while arachnophobia is pretty high up there i don't feel like there's like a perfect scary spider movie which is interesting because like most of the other lists that we've made there's been at least one or two just absolute standouts and arachnophobia is the standout of this bunch but i feel like there's still a really good creepy spider movie out there that hasn't been made that could just blow the top off of this category i think arachnophobia is it <laughs> is i mean it? it's it checks all the boxes for a lot of different reasons. We don't have to debate this to death, but sure. I see where you're coming from. But it's and a lot of it is also nostalgia. Like I used, I watched this movie when I was a kid with my family, yeah. and I was also creeped out by bugs even more so probably when I was a kid. So there's some nostalgia there and some memories. But even watching it now, it feels like the perfect spider movie. I don't know what else they could do. Yeah, if it's maybe if it's, that's yeah. the trick is like, you know, you can uh, I, I had a friend who once said uh, when they were asked why they made a baseball movie, they said that it's because there are no bad baseball movies. Uh, I feel like if you're looking for a safe uh, bet for horror, maybe don't make a spider movie, though. I do feel like this could be a good entry level horror. Yeah, because it's not overly graphic. There's not a ton. I don't think there's a ton of bad language. It no. just feels very accessible for a lot of different age groups. There you go. So as per usual, we are keeping the, here's some other movies that you might check out if uh, if you're into this list. Okay. And there, there are a lot of spider movies out there. We haven't seen very many more than what we listed. We are a little uh, hesitant to recommend things we haven't seen. So another movie that we might recommend if you are into these uh, is Big Ass Spider. Kyle, you've seen that film, right? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't? Mm -hmm. Well, we might have to watch that at some point. 
because uh, I haven't either. Otherwise, you can get into like the crazy like sci-fi crossover stuff. Like there's a spider quake mm. movie, I guess. And there's Ice a, spiders. Yeah, there's a lot of those types of movies. Um, I can't speak to any of the quality of any of that, um, but it might be great for a good laugh. Otherwise, I think if you're into this list, some other movies that you might want to check out that are pretty creepy and scary, uh, you might check out Mimic, which we talked about in an episode in season one. The Fly, either one of the flies, the early one or the Jeff Goldblum one. I would mm -hmm. recommend the Jeff Goldblum one. Um, I recommend the Vincent Price one. Well, I love Jeff Goldblum too, just as much as you and love Cronenberg. Vincent Price. Yeah, that's a classic for sure. Uh, you could also check out Them, which are giant ants. So you got a couple other like bug movies you mm -hmm. could check out. Uh, Not specifically spiders, that. but like they have a an insectoid right. feel. And each of those is significantly sc more scary than the ones on this list, I think. Mm -hmm. I think so. I yeah. think you're right. So that's the scary movie list for this episode. It's okay if you want to check under your bed. It's okay if you want to look under the toilet seat to see what's under there. We get it. And if you want to keep the conversation rolling, um, over at our Instagram page, at Scary Movie List Show, pretty easy to find. Uh, we usually keep these lists going. We also make user-generated lists. So we'll bring you a prompt and you can help us make a list of films. So please join us there. And oh boy, do we got some great lists for you coming up this season. We hope that you keep joining us. Thanks for listening. Keep watching movies. Mm -hmm.